0: Hey Barbarians, it's Dustin. Today on the podcast we're going to have a very special guest, a good buddy of mine, Micah Petrie, I'm sorry. Um, He is the owner of Bliss Cheesecakes and the soon-to-come Petrie's Dish, which is going to be all sorts of foodie stuff online, podcast, cooking lessons, you name it, it's probably going to be there. So hang in there for him, y'all will enjoy this. Also, a shout-out to Fair Dinkum Coffee. They're still doing great things. They're still a nonprofit donating all that money to worthwhile charities. Gavin, you got anything?
1: Uh, Super quick shout-out to uh, Miss Amy Comey Barrett. She is sticking through. Uh, I'm extremely proud of the way that she persevered all the crazy BS that they have put her through, and hashtag girl power.
0: All right, let's get into it. All right, guys, we're back. Once again, I am Dustin.
1: And I am Gavin.
0: And we are your hosts. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Micah Petrie. How are you doing, Micah?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Of
0: course, of course. So we wanted to talk to you. Um, You've got... So you've already got one company started, which is Mm -hmm. Bliss. Correct. And tell us about Bliss, and then we'll talk about Petrie's Dish after that.
2: Okay. Well, um, do you want me to tell you kind of how Bliss started and stuff, too? Kind of go all Or just kind of a brief rundown?
0: Actually, before we go into that, just real quick, because we go back a long way yeah. go back to high school so tell me how you got what the journey was from when i saw you in high school mm-hmm. to 22 years later <laughs> how do we get here
2: well that's, that's it's very funny um you know in high school i had i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life you know what i mean so i had all these kind of dreams and aspirations and i loved cooking i loved you know, break dancing. believe it or not. <laughs> I wasn't great at it, but, you know, I love that. Uh, you know, I wanted to be in the Marine Corps. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to do. I just wanted to see the world. And so, um, you know, most people go right into college after high school and things like that and get their career started. I took a, a detour hey, <laughs> and another no, one. No, nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> um, Life is a journey. Right, but I, I don't regret it. You know, a lot of people say, you know, why didn't you do this? But you know what? I have so many memories and so many experiences but you know, to answer your question, you know, I went to the Marine Corps right after high school, and um,
0: now what what year did you join? Because I joined in 2000, but I think you were a couple years ahead of me.
2: Yeah, I joined in 98. In okay. fact, I actually they gave me extra money to leave early. I didn't even go to our high school graduation. So, oh wow, okay, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I left in I believe eight, on April 1st is when I left. Okay, so, so, so as soon as you got the. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you got the
0: word, you were good to graduate. You were all right. I'm out.
2: <clears throat> well, yeah, you know, in, in retrospect, that's one of one of the only regrets I do have because they gave me, I think, twenty six hundred dollars extra to leave early. I don't know why, but you know, young kid, I saw two thousand oh, yeah. dollars, you know, and so I did it. And retrospect, I, I it's it wasn't worth it. I should have I should have graduated and walked with my class, you know. But at the same time, you know, I had great experiences, made made great yeah. friends, right. friends I still talk to from from boot camp. Believe it or not. Oh
0: yeah, that's that's literally. The podcast and my friends for the army are the only reason I still have Facebook and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, to keep in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So Marine Corps, and then mm-hmm. you also worked and you're still working, I believe in music.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't plan this, but you know, I was in, you know, I was in the percussion section in the high school and drumline and everything. And, um, you know, while well, I was in the Marine Corps station in Arizona, a little town out of no, in the middle of nowhere called Sierra Vista. Um, and, uh, we, you know, I was just at church one day and, you know, was talking to one of the kids that was playing the drum set at church and long, one thing led to another. And, you know, I was that next week I found myself at the high school, local high school, teaching them some drum line exercises. And oh, okay. and I haven't looked back since, you know, so. Cool. So there's been years, though, that I've I've kind of either taken a short break on teaching or did something else more and just did teaching kind of as moonlighting or vice versa. Right. Um, but I've been, yeah, I've been teaching drums and music and percussion for, um, uh, which is kind of all the same thing, but, um, I've been teaching since basically since that year, that was in 1999. So that is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool how it, how it all worked out.
1: I'll say small world. I don't know if I ever said it, but my brother is on the drum line for the Houston Rockets. Oh, cool. Right on. Yeah. So if y'all are ever at a home game, You'll probably see him. Cool, per, cool. Per, percussion life, I guess. I
2: <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You know, um, there, there was a time where I thought about doing that. And, and when I lived in Colorado, they did it for the, you know, the Broncos and stuff, too. Right. And I just, it would have been fun, definitely. But I just, I was too engrossed into whatever I was doing. I just didn't have the time to do that. But so, I would have loved to have done it.
0: So when did you leave the Marine Corps?
2: Um, I actually blew up both my ACLs and my knees. Jeez, oh, what okay. so, the hells you do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the first one, I actually injured the first one uh, slightly in high school, and then in the Marine Corps, re-injured it. And it was just doing PT and some drills or whatever. I don't exactly remember how. And Ouch. then um, due, due to the stress on that, that was my left one, and due to the stress and everything over the course of the next couple months or so, my right one got injured as well. So, um, you know, I stayed in as long as I could. You know, I, I, I injured myself in the first six months of being in the Marine Corps, but I ended up staying for two years. And, um, I loved every bit of it and I would have loved to have, um, continued, but it wasn't, it just wasn't in the cards, you know, um, as far as as, life yeah. back then, back then the medical, I mean, for that surgery was, was a quite for one leg was, you know, four hours long minimum and very, you know, um, invasive and the recovery period was very long. Now it's not so much. Had it happened now, I would have been able to finish my, right. My tour, you know? Wow. So
0: when when did you discover your love of is I don't even know is cheesecake considered like a pastry or it's not really a pastry or dessert like sure. your love of cooking, I guess.
2: Sweets. Well, <clears throat> well I discovered my love of sweets when um, when I was born. Um, <laughs> um But as far as, you know, cooking in general, man, as far as I can remember, you know, my mom and well, my parents on both sides of my family, you know, uh, my, excuse me, my family. On both sides, we're all you know good cooks, and you know my dad's side comes from, from comes from Louisiana, so a lot of Cajun and what Creole. Um, Crowley, yeah, okay, yeah, it's okay. down kind of around Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually lives in like Charles right now. Um, Ooh, did, did he come out okay and all the? <laughs> he did, thank God, thank oh, God, nice. he was okay. cool. yeah. very very for- fortunate. Um, he which you know I know it's a lot of off topic, but that wasn't the first time he was in the middle of a big storm. He actually lived in the Philippines for a while and. The reason we, why he moved back is because you know he was in a, a big um, whatever monsoon I guess. Yeah. Uh, tsunami or t- t- I think yeah, it was t- t- something yeah some yeah. kind of big I forget what it's called but um uh, and basically lost everything because of it and so that's why he's like oh wow he moved back anyways so thank God he was he was fine on on the hurricane in Lake Charles this year so um but that, you know my family's always you know are full of good cooks and so I've always been around. Really good cooking. My mom does, you know, a lot of really good cooking, and mostly kind of centered around southern, you know, southern cuisine oh, nice. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, the which good is, stuff. The good I'll stuff. Always, <laughs> hey, if
0: it's if it's breaded and fried, I'm down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, give me that gravy, that sausage gravy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, it, you know, so so I was always around it, kind of watching and and you know, kind of learning off the side, and you know, I I think I, when I was younger, I was kind of too scared to say, hey, can I help or can I can I learn this. Uh, but as I got older, I, I got more and more intrigued, and um, and I remember I was in the Marine Corps. I was home on leave, and I remember the, the dish that did it for me was was uh, I was cooking a – I cooked a uh, spaghetti bolognese for, um, my, for my dad and my brother um, one time, and they were both like, this is great. You should be a chef and everything. And at the time, I was thinking, no, I don't want to be a chef because I had worked in the restaurant industry as a waiter and saw right. what chefs go through and – it's a tough job, man. It's real tough. Um, but th- that was before culinary school, and and the more I did it, that always kind of stuck in my mind, my dad saying that. And my dad didn't give a lot of praise, but it wasn't because he, you know, w- didn't want to. It's just he's a, kind of a quiet guy, you know?
0: Well, yeah. I think that was part mm-hmm. of kind of their
2: generation, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. So when he said that, it, it, really, it really hit me hard, like, you know, this is this is really cool that he said that. And so maybe there's something, maybe I should explore this. And so in 2002, I believe it was, I was teaching percussion in Arizona and, um, someone else had told me the same thing. And it made me remember my dad saying that. And, and I'll just kind of chime yeah, together. Yeah. Now, that,
1: mm-hmm, go ahead. Answer me this. Do you cook better than your parents?
2: Ooh, that's a, can I plead the fifth on that one? No. <laughs>
0: No, I, th- I think that's also going to come down to Personal I'm sure taste. you have like a signature dish, whereas your mom has one. And because my wife is like this with her grandma's potato soup, she makes it. And I'm like, this is good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't taste like grandma's. So mm-hmm. sure, to her, sure, sure. to her, it's a failure, even though we're sitting over here eating, like, eating mm, all hell out yeah. of it.
2: You know? oh, hell yeah. Well, I don't think I wouldn't say I cook better or worse. I think. Um. You know, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't be cooking at all right now. So um, they, yeah. they they all cook very, very well. And I think, I think honestly, we've learned from each other, you know, and I think we continue to learn from each other. Uh, my mom does a great, great, you know, does great with, like, southern cooking and things like that. My dad does great with uh, grilling and, and Cajun st- food and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and I kind of, like, take both of those influences. And, and, of course, I love both Tex-Mex and real Mexican food. And so I oh, kind yeah. of incorporate that a yeah, lot and kind yeah. of okay. lo- lots of... Um, I don't know, like spices and in Southwest spices and stuff I really love. So i kind of try to do kind of all of that. But I, I would say as far as the baking and pastry, the desserts, baking bread, things like that, yes.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so a question. So you did go to culinary school. I did. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do that, I would imagine you're starting off learning like the basics. This is how you cut. This is how you – your different cuts mm-hmm. and your different all that. Sure. Do you ever get to a point where you're like, I want to focus, I want to specialize in desserts? Or, or are you just kind of learning everything?
2: Well, it depends on the school you go to. So the school I went to, Johnson & University, um, they actually are one of the few schools. Uh, more schools have it now, but when I was there back in 2003, 2004, 2002, 2003, I don't remember. But when I was there, um, they actually had a what they called the International Baking and Pastry Institute attached to their school, Mm. and so that was kind of a rare form for culinary schools at the time. More schools are doing things like that, and they still have that. At the time, Johnson and Wales was the only school in the whole country too that offered a a bachelor's of culinary arts as well. So they kind of paved the way for that. Again, more schools are doing it now. Culinary Institute of America, which is a phenomenal school as well. Um,
0: But could could you imagine walking down the hallway of the desserts and bread baking? Like, I'd be excited to go into class every day. Oh, is that sourdough? I can
1: can attest to that because I got my process degree at San Jack. And, the the, you know, they built a whole new building, like like a whole, you know, quasi-plant. But before that, the second floor, where a lot of process classes were, was where the culinary stuff Mm was. So, at, at the right time, you'd be going to process or math or criminal justice class, and you'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I actually, it's funny you say that because my, uh, my first culinary class ever was at San Jack. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, t- I kind of tested, that, tested the waters there. I was the first time, I'll never forget, the day I learned how to <clears throat> crush garlic par- properly. And I never knew that you could use a knife in that way. Now, <laughs> is that with the flat side
0: of the knife mm-hmm. where you, yep. okay, yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I have a question, and please don't take this the wrong way because it's not meant that way. But I've looked at the menu, and I know a lot of people because I'm, I'm a cheapskate, so I know a lot of people might look at it and be like, okay, that's kind of expensive for a cheesecake, but tell me what makes your cheesecake different from, like, if I go down and get one from H-E-B. I'm guessing you're using probably better ingredients, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just kind of take us through the...
2: Well, I, you know, that's a very great question, and, I, and I, I'm glad that you asked that. <clears throat> the thing is, with, with anything... That is artisan. You're going to pay a premium, and there's right. a bunch of reasons why. Uh, one, it's handmade. It's not made on the assembly line. Right. You know what I mean? Where they can churn out thousands of them a day. Right. Um, it takes a lot to make a cheesecake, and I'll just put it into perspective uh, real quick. So, <clears throat> I make everything I do. I do it from complete scratch, and I use the. I really do. I don't know. All people say this. But I really do try to use the best ingredients I can. In fact, I use um, some. Sometimes I'll use vanilla from a very rare vanilla called Indali vanilla okay. from Indali, Indali plantation in Africa, oh, wow. um, and uh, it's it's a very rare. It's very expensive. Um, it depends, you know, it, only if the client wants that, you know. But I let them know that this is available. Um, you know, I don't. I, I seek. I really do seek out the best. You know, the best chocolates. I use Valrhona chocolate from France a lot. You know, things like that. Um, I love Hershey's on, like, candy bars and stuff. And I'll really right. use, like, Hershey's milk chocolate for a, one of my cheesecakes. But mostly I'll use, like, you know, um, like I said, Valrhona or, or deli even. This is a common one that people know. Interesting. Um, okay. And like I said,
0: that's not to throw shade at all. But yeah. oh. I want our listeners to know, like, if you look up this website, this is the reason you're paying for these signature and premium ingredients. Right. And mm-hmm. your time, of course. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's... But,
1: you and, know. And, and it T- takes... Tell me this. Sorry, go ahead. Before I forget, because I like to say I, I can be bougie about ingredients. So <laughs> yeah. so I completely understand where you're coming from in terms of quality.
2: What butter do you use? So I, I try to it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm if I'm if I'm actually using butter for um for like a cake, mm-hmm. you know, a layer cake or something like that. I'll use a regular American butter. I won't use a European butter. The reason being is because when you start messing with the fat content, you start messing with the moisture. You start messing with. There's a lot of other issues that you mess with, or that that can be messed with when you start doing that. Um, if I'm using something that's, you know, butter for a crust or, um, or, or something that's the butter's going to be more pre- more of a prevalent flavor. I'll use more of a European butter, which. Uh, in case you don't know, has a higher fat content. And in culinary school, the number one thing you learn, the first thing you learn is fat is flavor.
1: Okay. Yeah, baby. And you know, so <laughs> I'm just going to say, and I'm not even plugging, I use Kerrygold for everything. Kerrygold's fantastic. Irish butter? I, mm-hmm. Yes. And I've, I have, you know, I've tried other ones, like even like HEBs. The European yeah. style, yeah. And I was like, eh, the the is better. And I haven't found one I like more yet. So please, if you ever happen to me, oh, yeah, try this. Find me, please. Have you, have you tried
2: the Pluggera? No,
1: I've seen it, but I haven't tried it. Yeah,
2: you should try Peluga. It's awesome as well. They're both fantastic. Okay. It just depends. Um, Kerrygold tends to be just a – if you get the salted, it tends to be just a little slightly more saltier. Um, uh, But I I like them both. It really depends on what I'm I'm making. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're both fantastic. And and just to say, you know, know, I would just always recommend – when you're cooking, make sure you're cook the butter they're cooking with is unsalted because you never know even even within the same brand from package to package they could throw off mm-hmm, there's yeah, different salt yeah, content yeah. so
0: okay
1: good point. Yeah.
0: Now we Anyways. were we were talking before this um, you had actually been in the works y'all were going to open a bakery. Yes. Downtown. Mm-hmm. Now kind of tell us what happened with that, you know, like we talked about before.
2: Well, I would love to, but if I can, just real quick, kind of, of course, yeah, kind of finish what I was saying about the the prices. Just, oh yes, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. No, no problem. I, I love this conversation. Um, I just want to make sure everybody's clear that you know when it comes to cheesecakes, cheesecakes are, are very they take they're very time consuming. They take um you know to prep the cake and get the crust made and the filling made it takes probably about 30, 40 minutes, which isn't that bad. But then you're it's in the oven for an hour to hour and a half, depending on your what you're doing. Um, you have to let it set in the oven with the oven open and off for an hour. You have to let it set out in room oh, temperature wow. for an hour. Okay. Then you have to let it sit in the fridge for six hours minimum to set. Huh. And only then can you take, can you unmold it and now and top it.
0: Is that is that per cake? Or are you per able cake? to do like so you can't quadruple the recipe and make enough filling to put in four cakes? And oh sure, stick them in, sure. Oh okay, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we need the the, the commercial bakery. Okay. Um, so we can have the bigger oven and in the, the walk-in cooler and stuff All like right. that. Um, but again, if you look at if you look at cheesecakes from even Cheesecake Factory or really anywhere that produces a really high quality cheesecake, yeah. um, you know you're looking at the same prices or even more even more expensive. And yeah. for what I do, for what I do, it's actually I don't make as much profit on each one as they do because the ingredients that I use are higher quality, imported. It, you know when necessary, right? You know, like for Mexican chocolate, when I use Mexican chocolate cheesecake, I usually use um, Tazo, which is you know twice the price of the Nestle Abuela that you get at the grocery store. Oh, okay, but it's so much better. You know what I mean? It's and to me, I want I want to give the the customer. I want to give them an experience. It's not just man this cheesecake do it it's this cheesecake is better than I've ever had before. Off. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, recently I just I just gave a cheesecake to um, it was their second order from me actually. Uh, they ordered the first order was a German chocolate cake and the second order was a cheesecake it was a cinnamon roll turtle cheesecake and Ooh. um and the the gentleman told me that he literally said, I have no competition, which oh, nice. you know, I'm not trying to tune on the horn here, but it was a really awesome, awesome That's you know, gotta be thing good to, to hear, yeah. That's fantastic, you know? And so that's why the cheesecakes are the price they are. And I try to make them as affordable as I can while still obviously making profit where right. my business right. survive. Yeah.
0: Now do you offer because I mean I want I definitely want to order one at some yeah, point, but do buddy. you offer anything where it's like a sampler where like I know you've seen them at the store, and granted, we know those are way different from what you're making. But mm-hmm. you can get a piece of this and a piece of that, where it's kind of try a little of this, a little of that. You know what I'm saying?
2: So, in order to do that, uh, you have to make a full cake of each one. Okay. So, okay. Um, right? Yeah. So, there's no way to really do, you know. So, um, so as of right now, no. But once we get into the commercial bakery, which we hope it will be soon, Then you can have that um, extra space to that. kind of do mm-hmm. that. Which is you know
1: which is good for marketing, I would assume. Now, could you make like a sopapilla cheesecake or mm-hmm. a? Um, there's this that one that I I always crave at Cheesecake Factory. The it's either pumpkin or sweet potato type, you know, cheesecake. It's a pumpkin. They don't. Yeah.
2: yeah. And mm-hmm. so I made a pumpkin one just the other day and gave it to a client. Um, it was this is. This is my favorite. In fact, on on the menu that I have posted right now, it's actually called Micah's favorite.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
2: and it is a uh, so I have my own signature kind of secret crust, um, and, and so this one is actually a ginger snap crust blended with a little bit of that as well. And the cheesecake itself is a pumpkin cheesecake with uh, with um, ba- bourbon barrel aged maple syrup in it. Holy shit! What? <laughs> and um, and then it's topped. I, think with, I just got a boner, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It's topped with uh, candied bacon and um, a vanilla bean Woodford Reserve whipped cream.
0: Damn. Yeah. I think we know which one we're going to be ordering.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you know, I love doing that kind of stuff, and that's what, and that's the thing when I start when I started out. You know, I I started making cheesecakes a long time ago, just for people. The first one ever made was a milk, just a plain milk chocolate. And you know, I started. You know, I, I, I got some orders for some, and this and that, and. What happened was, I wasn't charging near enough and it was a lot of work, and so I stopped doing it and just made them for friends and family. But everybody kept telling me, you should open a bakery, you should open a bakery. Mm -hmm. So years later, I started doing it again a little bit, and I asked myself, what everybody does, you know, white chocolate raspberry swirl, and everybody does, you know, just plain, you know, pumpkin, whatever.
1: How can you innovate?
2: How can I innovate? How can I be different? And so that's what I started. Thinking outside the box, you know. I love the custom orders. That's one of my favorite things to do. Hey, you know, someone will call me and say, "Hey, can you make me something cool?" And I say, "You know, yeah. What do you, you know, first of all, what's your favorite cheesecake flavor? Question number one. Question number two. What's your favorite dessert other than cheesecake? And question number three, I always ask, which which is my favorite, usually is, what is your favorite mixed drink or alcoholic beverage? And I try to incorporate those (laughs) three things in the cheesecake. Okay. Uh, See, I feel
0: like that would be tough. For for me to do, yeah. Because my favorite dessert, other than cheesecake, mm-hmm. my grandmother always made it for my birthday, and it's we always called it Jello cake, and it's a Jello poke cake mm-hmm. with the strawberry Jello oh, and like, like you put but the it's holes but in it? it's a special kind of frosting. It's not the regular something you can only find at Food Town on Center for some reason. Really, and uh, yeah, it did, like my wife found one and made a color, and it was good, but it just. It, it was just a little bit different.
2: Do you know the name of that frosting? Or
0: I'd have to ask my mom. She yeah, could. She could me. tell me. Find out for me. But uh, with that one though, oh, because gonna, I don't like. He's going to perfect. It. It. I do it. <laughs> but, uh, but I, but I don't like strawberry glaze on a cheesecake. Oh. Like I like the strawberry jello in the poke cake, but a strawberry glaze on cheesecake is just not for me. Well, see,
2: here's the thing, and that's the thing. That's something I, I really kind of refuse to do. Is that fake high fructose corn syrupy glaze on anything oh, okay i i think it's disgusting you know and i'm sorry for anybody else that likes that um <laughs> it's <but> just it's <clears throat> because they're not used to that next level it's it's of just quality. it's fake you know it's yeah so what i typically do one of my favorite things to do and you can you know it's on my website and facebook page with strawberries is i do um i i, I do i macerate the strawberries what that means maceration is it is is the um the when, when you impart flavors through contact, basically. Okay. Um, so. Interesting. What, what I do is um, is I take the take the strawberries. This is a very easy thing to do. You can do this at home. So simple. You take the strawberries. I like to – you don't have to do this, but I like to cut the tops off because it, it kind of helps to the process to move along a little bit. Um, or I might even cut the strawberries in half, you know. Uh, but you toss them in some just granulated sugar, a fair amount of granulated sugar, toss them in there, let them sit on room temperature for a couple hours – and now you have glazed strawberries. It's all natural. It's its own flavor, its own ju- juices, and they're slightly sweeter than regular strawberries. Oh wow! Oh, wow. And it's cool. phenomenal. They, they taste so good. You could also take that juice and you could reduce it and thicken it into an actual real glaze that is has zero corn syrup in it. Oh, nice! It's all natural. It's fantastic. And that's what I do. Um, you know, I, I like to try to do things as natural and organic as possible. Not necessarily like certified organic, but right. you know, the process being organic itself. You know. Yeah.
0: Right, and that's that's good to know because, you know, people don't really think about all the stuff we take in nowadays that is so highly processed, especially mm-hmm. and, desserts. And especially with, in know. the U.S. Oh, yes. It's
1: scary when you compare what we eat here compared to what they eat in Europe.
0: Well, you can go, like I've like i I've said before, I was stationed in South Korea and Germany. You go to a McDonald's over there, and it tastes different mm-hmm. because it doesn't have all the crap in it. Like, I'm not saying it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it has a different taste. Right but yeah um so getting back to bliss uh, mm, sure. so you had everything kind of set up for a location
2: yes we were um, back in February we and when I say we I'm talking about my my business partner Greg post who's um, who's awesome we were um, <clears throat> we were negotiating uh, our, our rent and everything for a location in the heights and it was a gonna be a new a a redevelopment, a repurpose of, of a 12 acre site. And it was beautiful. Beautiful. It is beautiful, you know? Um, And they were, you know, bringing in world-class landscapers from California. And this not, I mean, really, really gorgeous. And now I'm sorry, but was it,
0: was this going to be like a, I don't want to say strip mall, but what is it going to be like an outdoor shopping place? Okay. Yeah.
2: And they were going to have, you know, it's, it's, it's right on the Heights bike trail. Um, they're going to have like outdoor yoga classes. And I mean, it, the whole concept just screams high. So after yeah. After, yeah. after chicks
1: in yoga pants were, were busy getting sweaty, they were going to smell... Cheesecake, I guess. <laughs> Wafting down as they're, you know.
0: I, it would have worked for me. I, I cut know. my Lulu lemons and head on in for a slice. That's
1: right. <laughs> I, like, I earned this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, so we were going to open our, and it was going to be a uh, artisan boutique cheesecake bakery. We were only going to sell cheesecakes. That's mm-hmm. it. But, again, our eclectic, like, you can't find anywhere else, right. and um, different styles and, and, and whatnot. You know, we were also going to serve beer and wine there as well. Oh, nice. So it's going to be a really fun place, you know. We're going to have, you know. Really cool music playing, and it's gonna be a fun place to go hang out and cool. grab some cheesecake, maybe a glass of wine, and whatever too.
0: Now with COVID kind of halting that, mm. is that location no longer an option? Like, is that completely out of the works, or to where you're gonna to have to find somewhere else?
2: So, so lo- yes and no. So the location is still there. There, that it, it pushed the construction back way back, but from what I understand, they're they're actually finishing up now. Um, they they may already be finished. I'm not sure, but we. The COVID it forced us to kind of pivot. You know what I mean? Right. We could wait it out. We could wait it out and try to do that. You know, uh, still. But who knows how long this is going to take? Well, yeah. I suppose
0: time is money. So that's time yeah. is money.
2: And while I, you know, so so what we're trying to do here is um, is see if we can start a a, a production kitchen, basically where we have uh, where we have a, a enable. It's a small kitchen, um, but we have the ability to produce. Cheesecakes, layer cakes, stuff like that, on a on a much bigger scale.
0: Now, I would imagine, and I'm sorry to interrupt, I, uh, I okay. would imagine with doing a production kitchen that would lower your overhead because I'm I'm guessing a place in the heights would be insane yeah. I mean, as far as rent. But so you should be able to maybe control your costs a little more because of the lower overhead. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. a little more in your pocket,
2: right? So, so before you know, with investors, we were asking three hundred fifty thousand. Now we're asking for sixty five. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's, wow. it's 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 yeah. quite a bit different. So, um,
1: do you feel maybe that this opportunity to change things up is it a possible blessing in the skies, or is it, or is it just the same plan, just having to get to that end result in a different path?
2: Yeah, it's it's the same. I mean, both. Yeah, it's a blessing in disguise, and you know the the artisan boutique cheesecake bakery is in the works. Uh, It it will happen eventually, Um, but this may actually make it easier easier for us to get there. You know, having you know um, having business and consistent business already. You know, through through you know providing for restaurants and things like that, Um, and of course, obviously, money. You know, money is hard to come by sometimes, and and that's a big difference in what we need to open this versus what it was before. So yeah, I think it's, I think it is a blessing in disguise. Um, and the other thing is too, you know, I love my teaching job, you know, and uh, with Greg helping out as, a, as my business partner, this is going to enable me to get this business started and continue teaching at least for, you know, a year, maybe oh, two, Okay, nice. You know? so um, I might have to take a small step back as far as my lessons, are, lessons go. Um, but you know, I don't even think so. Not at first, you know, maybe in the next six months or so. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to leave those kids hanging. I don't want to leave those programs hanging either. I really right, right, enjoy right. working with those kids and working with the staff that I work with over there at the schools. And so, you know, I think this is gonna be a really, really great way for me to transition over the course of the next year, maybe to I'm not sure yet. We'll have to see how okay. it goes. And 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 to, and to doing this and to doing the culinary thing full time. So know, if
0: any to, of our if any of our les- listeners are whether it be business owners or restauranteurs or anything like that, and you need cheesecakes, mm-hmm. they can find you at bliss cheesecakes on Facebook. Where else are you?
2: So, yeah. So, um, if you on facebook.com slash bliss cheesecakes, uh, bliss cheesecakes.com. Um, and they can email me directly at mica, that's Micah. That's M I C A H at bliss cheesecakes.com.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Now we're wh- going to be doing some, Yeah. <laughs> what are we looking at as far as, like, how soon are you going to be getting into that production kitchen?
2: Well, it really depends on a few things. So, so what we're doing is we actually, and this just came about, like, very, very, very recently. Um, it just kind of fell into our lap, which is, which is great. I th- and, I, you know, I think God works in mysterious ways. And um, <clears throat> So there's a, there's a location in, in Houston that uh, she has a, this lady has a juice bar. Her name's Lisa. She's awesome. She has a juice bar, but she's only using half of her building. Half of her space. Oh, nice. Okay. So they've got an extra walk-in cooler, and so um, we've been kind of talking to her about renting out the back of her space and and doing the production kitchen there, which is going to make our overhead even less. You know, oh, that'd much be awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we'll be right on Montrose for rent That's you know out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, you know, it's it, if if that works out, it's gonna it's gonna be really cool. We just have to see what's going to happen. Now, the good, the good thing is she's already got the permits that she needs and and all this other stuff. So it's really it's us raising the money and, and getting the equipment and moving in. So that could happen soon, or it could happen, um, you know, in January or what, you know, I don't know. We, we just kind of have to play it by ear. I've never – I'm. I, I. the plan wasn't to do this, but right. since this is an opportunity, we're looking at it seriously. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Seize – what look, carpe diem. But. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Seize the diem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> or in this so case, the cheesecake. Whenever <laughs> – i like it (laughs) that'd be a good tagline but that's 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 (laughs) a a t-shirt right there (laughs) that's a t-shirt
0: um so when we talked recently about you coming on the podcast you had mentioned you were also trying to get together um kind of a i'll just call it like a food media company
2: yeah it's it's going to kind of work hand in hand um but, you know, something I've always wanted to do is is I've always wanted to have my own YouTube cooking channel. Right. But honestly, I've been kind of scared of it. I've been – it's kind of daunting to think about, like, am I going to be good at it, <laughs> you know? And I, I just decided, you know, I'm just going to go for it, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to do it, and I'm, I'm sure I won't be as good at it as, as I want to be at first, and that's okay. Because yeah, we're, nobody we're, we're is. going to – you have you know to I mean? build up. Right. So I, I'm just going to go for it. And so um, I love this idea, and – so right now, behind the scenes, I'm kind of working on developing the that cooking channel on YouTube, uh, some virtual cooking classes, which I think are going to be really cool. Oh yeah, and especially uh, you know, with all I'm, this
1: pandemic crazy, right? Yeah.
2: And we're going to make those cooking classes super cheap, super affordable, like anywhere from five to twenty dollars a class. Which if you go to a cooking class, you know, at Sur La or something, you're you're paying anywhere from 50 to hundred. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and you're going to get basically the same instruction. The only difference is and why I can do it cheaper is because I'm not going to have the overhead that those classes have, you know? I don't have to have five ovens for 10 right. people, you know, or right. whatever, you know, huge, huge room of prep tables. Um, so, the, and the difference, and the, the biggest question I get asked by that is, well, why do I want to pay $5 for a virtual cleaning class when I can just look watch YouTube videos? Well, for one, there's a lot of YouTube videos that are faked, I'm oh, yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, um, but the biggest issue, biggest thing with that is that with the virtual class, you have me there to help you while you're watching, while you're you cooking. Can ask questions. You can ask questions. It's interactive. It's not just watching and reading a recipe and hoping it comes out. And if, I'm there if to if help they if there's burn a problem. It, you can laugh, right? Yeah, if they, if they <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh,
0: okay, so these classes we were talking, These are going to be live stream. They're going to be on where Zoom. you've got somebody. If somebody asks a question, you can respond in real time.
2: Like those Peloton okay. things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's Like the Peloton, cool. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, that's a good uh, way to look See, at it. Exactly. I, I, I've got your marketing help. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, they're going to be really fun. And actually, actually, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to um, the first cooking. The first virtual cooking class is going to happen on uh, November first, Sunday. Cool. Oh, nice. And we're going to do. Um, we're going to do a uh, croque madame. Which is a sandwich. I've I've had a lot of people ask about sauces, so I'm gonna do like a series of classes based off of the five main mother sauces. Okay. And the first one being the bechamel, which is uh-huh. a, a great sauce that you can use for making macaroni cheese or just tons of things.
0: Is that the one that's like a white wine sauce sort of, or is that not... there's no wine? Um, okay.
2: it's it's mainly cream butter. It's like a, a it's, heavy cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's um or milk. Um, oh, yeah. it's a. Uh, it's a light, it's a blonde roux, which if you don't know what a roux is, a roux oh. is a, a... Trust me, <laughs> we know all about
1: roux here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if your listeners don't, it's, yeah, it's yeah. basically, it's um, flour or some kind of thickening agent with um, some kind of fat. Usually flour and butter or flour and oil. In this case, when you're making a base it's almost always, well, it really is always flour and butter. Okay. So it's it's basic cooking techniques into one of the best sandwiches, in my opinion, that you that you can eat. It just happens. Mm-hmm. I, I am a sandwich
1: Fanatic, yeah. Have you ever had
2: a croque madame or croque monsieur?
1: No, and I've heard of it, but I, I don't think I've ever been to a place that serves it. So I am legitimately curious.
2: It's it's my personal favorite sandwich um, in the world. It's it's phenomenal. And so a croque monsieur is um, basically what it is is, um, and I'll kind of make this quick. Um, it's a grilled cheese. It's a fancy grilled cheese. And it you, it you <laughs> t- typically it's uh, Gruyere cheese and um, and ham in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of uh, Dijon mustard inside the sandwich on the bread. Yeah. Um, and then you, you make the grilled cheese, and then you top it with some bechamel sauce on top. More Gruyere cheese, and then you put it under the broiler or in the restaurant, the salamander, and melt all that together. And it's... Absolutely out of this world, and a croque Madonna is the same thing, but with a fried egg on top.
0: I feel Ooh. like I've I feel like I've had this before, maybe. I, but it was kind of a it was kind of a trailer park version, and then and <laughs> because that, that, it was like because okay. it was like spicy <laughs> spicy brown mustard mixed with something brushed over the top. Mm-hmm. It had mm. it had the cheese and the meat and stuff in it with the with the mustard, but then they took like a spicy brown mixed with something else, brushed it over the top, and it was on the king's Hawaiian rolls, oh. mm-hmm, and put it in the oven, and it. That was good too but
1: yeah it sounds any, like a, yeah, any, I've, any,
0: I've,
1: anything with an egg on it is amazing especially a sandwich I've with never, an egg on it I'm I'm good I don't think I've ever had gruyere on a sandwich I've had it you know it's like a side for, mm-hmm. for like a sampler you know like my girlfriend and I sometimes we will do a grilled cheese party and we go to to you probably heard of it 85 degree bakery and I've heard of it I've never been there yeah it. they have this bread it's called milk toast mm-hmm. amazing has this amazing buttery floral natural scent to it.
0: Is that that Japanese place you were telling me about? Yeah, well, it,
1: I, I think it's like either Korean or Vietnamese and scent, but yeah. Is it Friendswood or, there is or a, There's all all across town. Okay. But there is one in, in Baybrook. So yeah, we would do that. I don't, I don't want to go for like a smoked Gouda. Um, she tends to like those, well, you know, kids just like. American slices. Bob. I mean, you can't Lord. go wrong
0: with the uh you've seen you've seen Chef, I'm sure the oh, yeah. um yeah. the movie. Yeah. That grilled cheese he makes? Oh yeah. Oh, that.
2: Uh I think that's a I haven't seen it a long time. I saw it right when it first came out, but that might be a croque uh, mondo. I'm sure. That might okay. be, yeah. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look, but I well, and he's I got he that, made something. He's like got
0: that. that new show with uh Something Cho. Dude's a well-known chef. He um I would He trained John Favreau for the movie.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they've got that show
0: on Netflix. It's amazing. But um, so you've got, so you're talking about the virtual lessons. Mm -hmm. But I saw, so when you pull up Petrie's dish on Facebook.
2: Yeah, that's what it's, my last name is Petrie. And so. So you've got the live kind of a cool name. Live stream
0: cooking classes. You've got demos. Now are they just going to be recorded? Here's how you do it. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. no interaction. Okay. Correct. Right. Um, and then, so you say equipment talk, but let's say for our listeners out there that might want to take one of these classes, how stocked is their kitchen going to need to be as far as gadgets?
2: So so I've got a lot of cool gadgets and stuff, but I realize that most people don't. And so what I you know. What I'll always try to do is is think about the average person first and how they can accomplish the same thing with what they have. Um, and then on, the, on top of that, I, I, you know, if it's a cooking class, well, really in either any medium, I'll probably say, oh, if, you, if you're if you interested, here's this. That might make your life a little bit easier okay. or whatever. But I'm going to show them how to do it or teach them how to do <clears throat> it, you know, with what they have. It seems um, like some smart
1: marketing, to where you could, you know, invest in X amount of like a tool. Like, hey, if you guys really want to elevate your game, I highly recommend. You know, not mandatory, but I highly recommend mm-hmm, you keep you know blank item in your toolbox. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I would think I would I would think for the home cooker, because yeah. I mean, I'm sure for an industrial or production kitchen, it's going to be different. But like, I got my wife a KitchenAid. Mm-hmm. and there's so many attachments that you can put on that thing, yep. I would say that was going to be one of your best friends as far as at-home
2: cooking. Yeah, I mean, that and a food processor, you know. Um, and okay. luckily, Vitamix, I know they're expensive. Oh, my God, they're so awesome. I, I know they're expensive, one. but they are, if you take care of them the last year, your grandkids' grandkids' lifetime, that's what I say with most, most kitchen stuff, you know. Spend the money if you can. Save the money if you have to. Get the good stuff because it will not only perform better, but it'll last. But Vitamix, what I was going to say is, um, I was actually looking at buying a Vitamix and a food processor for my cooking stuff for my you know content. Yeah. Um, Vitamix came out with I think last year a um, a food processor attachment. So oh, so now nice. it's a, now you can do an all in one. It's an add on, but now you can have less counter space or less you know oh, storage nice. space or whatever. And it and the reviews are out of this world on it. So I'm I'm real excited. It it actually arrives tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Christmas came early. For yeah. Me. Yeah. So um, but we're also, you know, just kind of hit, hit a little bit more on that, if you don't mind. Um, th- there's also going to be, you know, regular cooking videos, um, videos. My, my first video, actual video video that I'm going to actually put out, which will happen um, soon. We're doing some we're working on it right now is going to be actually how to how to season and take care of carbon steel pans. Carbon steel pans are kind of a they're not a new thing but they're kind of new-ish to the average consumer in North America. Okay, um, They've been used for generations in Europe, and they're phenomenal. They have they have the qualities of the stainless steel and the qualities of the of cast iron, but not any of the negatives except for the rust. So like cast iron, you know, a lot of people don't know how to take care of the cast iron pans. Right. Taking care of a cast iron pan and a carbon steel pan is almost identical. Oh, okay. So, so I, I, I just have a brand new. So uh, you're not
0: really soaping them down real heavy. Right, you just right. kind of.
2: So my, my first video is actually going to be on how to take care of carbon steel slash cast iron pans and how to season them and stuff like that.
0: Now is any of your stuff now? I know some of your, like with your cheesecakes and stuff, they're very kind of top of the line artisanal Mm -hmm. with your first off Petrie's dish. Is that going to be based out of your home where you're doing the videos or are you going to be based out of the production kitchen?
2: Uh, so yeah, that the the Petri's dish stuff will m- mostly primarily be out of my house. Okay. Um, I actually just moved into a an new apartment, and I, I specifically chose this apartment for the, the videos in the kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen for the yeah. Actually, really nice. And, and um, well, I love cooking in it, but I really I knew when I when I was looking for apartments that I wanted a kitchen where I could shoot high quality videos in, and and it looked good. I mean. Could I, could I do videos on my iPhone and the kitchen I was in or whatever, or a cheaper kitchen, whatever? Sure. But let's think about that. People like to watch things that are higher quality.
0: Yeah, and you're looking to – you're you're running – this is a professional thing. Right. You're building a professional, Exactly. And we can talk after the podcast. I know we've talked a little bit about some of the editing software and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that a little later on. Have you thought about doing – and i only bring this up because as a child – my mom was always kind of busy as far as I never really got to learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about doing any videos maybe directed
2: towards kids? Absolutely. You know, you know, my, my job, my, my primary job right now of teaching is I teach kids. I teach kids music and, um, and I love it. I love working with kids, love teaching kids. I not to be cliche, but they are our, our future, you know, and, Um, if I can help guide them in the right direction, both in music and or whatever what I'm teaching, and as people in general, you know, I I I like to do that. In fact, my email address, I have a signature on all my emails that go out to all my parents and kids and everything that um, that says, you know, the tag is do good work and be good people. You know, and well, I'm a human being. I'm not always great at that, but I try. You know, and that's what well, I, I try to. Amen to, still- to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, so to answer your question, yes, I really look forward to doing to getting kids involved as well. Okay. And I think that's going to be a really great thing.
1: Because there is so much more to life than ordering Chipotle and in, in McDonald's delivery.
2: <laughs> I had Chipotle for lunch.
1: <laughs> oh, it was supposed well, but, to be I mean, burritos.
0: <laughs> honestly, though, not only that, but we're in a generation now where there's some adults that can't fry an egg.
2: Absolutely. And
0: maybe they can get on there with their kid. And and, hey, we're going to watch this video and and
1: we're going to figure this out. Bring families together and teach them new tricks.
2: Absolutely. And I do, I don't do this very often because I don't really promote it, but I'm going to start doing this more, um, especially when the coronavirus stuff gets better. Um, But I do offer in home cooking classes as well. And I've done several of those um, in the last couple of years. And, and those are always a lot of fun.
0: Okay, cool. And the, is there any,
2: just tell him to clean the kitchen before he gets there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> is there like a age range? Usually try to like, they need to be older than this or just for anybody out there listening that may be interested, you know?
2: Sure. I would say if there's, if kids are involved in the cooking process, um, if it's a kid's class, I would say definitely older than probably five or six, you yeah. know? Okay. okay. Um, and, you know, and, I can cater the menu to to that too. I mean, right. maybe we do more fun stuff like macaroni and cheese or cookies, things like that. Um, but but that good mac and cheese, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. with that bechamel, that's yeah. right, all back. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, my last the last cooking class I did actually was for a thirteen year old's birthday. Oh, um, awesome! He wants to be a chef, and his mom said, oh. "What do you want?" for I, She asked him, "What do you want for her birthday?" And he said, "I want to learn. I want a cooking class." And so I went to their house, and it was him and his parents and. Um, I think his, two of his two of his aunts. And okay, we had a blast, man. They they and they wanted to go all out. They spent a lot of money on it, but that's not, you don't have to. You know what I mean? We could right. do burgers. We can learn how to grill properly. You know, it doesn't have to be super expensive.
0: Now, will that be something that you will ever maybe? Well, and I don't know how you do that. Open up maybe a portion of the production kitchen to get more people in there, like or how would that?
2: So maybe eventually the production kitchen that we have right now again is 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 actually going to be. Um, part of another business, right? You know, so we don't want to infringe on that business, right? Right. But yeah. once we outgrow that, you know, um, then and we have our our own dedicated space, then that's definitely it's, an option. It's for sure. coming, Dustin. It's coming.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I just right want to get all this out, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anybody who may be listening, that yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's coming. So yeah. y'all, yeah. and you should definitely. So you do have. This is exciting.
2: Thank you, thank you. I'm excited.
0: You're our first. I don't want I don't want to say you're our first official guest because my wife has set in on listener questions mm-hmm. but you're and our first like small business owner right, that right. has come so this oh, is great. this is really great um, so we talked about the bliss websites as far as petrie's dish are you are you on Facebook Instagram mm-hmm. what's the
2: so so I'm uh, building all that out right now as we speak um, in fact, today, I bought the domain for Petrie's Dish. Um, so, so be looking for that website to be... The website is up. It's just not under the Petrie'sDish.com domain yet. Okay. So that will be switched over today or tomorrow. Um, okay, cool. And um, so, yeah. So, so we will have <clears throat> Petrie'sDish.com. We do have Facebook page. Um, that's where I would That's where I would go now and, and, and join or whatever. Um, and that's real easy. Facebook.com slash Petrie's Dish. Uh, we will have Twitter instagram all that as well we've had we've hired a um uh, a a professional photographer to come in and take pictures of of me and greg and and cheesecakes and things like that nice and he'll probably be on set for the the videos that we that we um that we that we do and take behind the scenes video uh you know snapshots things like that um you might know him kale graham
0: oh yeah 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 i know kale yeah Awesome, small uh, world. What, yeah. Well, we all graduated about the same. Which, you were ninety eight, right? Ninety eight. Yeah. So we all graduated the same year. So, um, so there's a few questions I want to get into that are not really pertinent to the business, mm-hmm. but in your line of work. So, let's say, uh, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours?
2: <sighs> Research. Um, you know, when I this that's a very good question. When I first went to culinary school, I went to culinary school because I loved to cook. Um, now, whether that was the right reasoning to go to culinary school or not, that's up for debate uh, because they don't they do teach you how to cook. Well, they do teach you techniques and things like that. But they teach you how to be a restaurant chef,
1: not a business owner.
2: Well, yes. I mean, kind of both, but mostly the restaurant chefs side of it. Um, they don't really teach you. So so culinary school is really just culinary stuff. Most schools have attached to that. You know, um, you know, a res- restaurant and you know, hotel and restaurant management degrees, okay. things like that. So, what you, people used to do is they would go to get their associate's degree in culinary arts, and then get their bachelors in hotel and restaurant management. Um, but w- my point is, they don't teach you. Most people don't go there because they they want to learn how to just because they want to learn how to cook better because they enjoy cooking. They go there because they want to be a an executive chef somewhere. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, it was a culture shock for me. So everybody,
0: everybody's trying to be the next Bobby Flay. Kind basically. of, yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, there's a lot of ego there. I'm not going to lie, especially at a place like Johnson Wells or Cologne Institute of America. Um, but they, you know, it, I don't regret it what, whatsoever, you know. Um, I didn't understand that until I got there, and it was a bit of a culture shock. But, man, the things I learned and, and, and whatnot are just invaluable and it put me where I am today or got me, brought me to where I am today. Um, so I would say research your field. Um, talk to people, talk to people that are doing it, that have been there and done that. And that's the best advice I can, I, I can probably give know what you're getting into at least as much as you can. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Uh, another one. So you kind of talked about your mom and dad influencing mm-hmm. you as far as cooking, but it says who are the three people who have been the most influential to you as far as cooking?
2: Um, it's funny. You said Bobby Flay. I know a lot of people don't like him for whatever reason, but He's a brilliant chef. There's no, there's no two ways about it.
0: I love that every time he does a show and I was like, I'm a, and I'm going to make a little drink. It's always bourbon. Yeah. I'm a bourbon guy. So I'm yeah. like,
2: yes. Well, and, and his, the flavors he deals with are a lot, uh, kind of a lot in line with, with what I like too. So, um, I've done a lot. I've made a lot of his recipes and learned a lot from his, you know, um, just watching him and experimenting with his recipes and flavors and stuff. Um, so I would say, I'd say Bobby Flay, um, is one of them. um, Definitely um, Jacques Torres, which is a French pastry chef. I don't chef. even
0: know who that is. That's, I mean,
1: he's, I, I see He a said few, pastry. That's all I needed. That I say I
0: see a few stuff on the Food Channel, but I'm not like a total foodie or anything. Yeah. So that, uh, so he does nothing. He
2: just does pastry. Well, he, he really he's really a chocolatier.
1: Um, oh, okay. But he is a
2: pastry chef. I mean, he does other desserts and stuff oh, too. But that's why I've
1: never heard of him. But <laughs> but he's don't eat chocolate.
2: He's probably the most <laughs> famous chocolatier in the world. I mean, he's phenomenal. Wow. Um, and then, of course, even more
0: popular than Willy
2: Wonka. Yes, yeah, just, <laughs> just a little bit. I joke. He doesn't know. have a flying elevator, though. Oh, oh. so there's always um, tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, check him out. He's 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 fantastic. And then, I mean, there's so many influences, but I'd say my last fi- my last top one, not to be cliche, for those of you who are who are who are chefs, but uh, Thomas Keller. Thomas Keller is. Probably the most famous chef in the world. Um, now, is
0: that someone where if I saw their picture, I'd knew who they were? Probably or, not.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> but if you were in the if you were in the culinary in, industry, you would. Uh, okay. you were in the scene, bro. Right. The, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Keller is um, the sh- the chef and owner of the French Laundry, which is probably the most famous restaurant in the world. Um, it's in Napa Valley. He also owns um, Bouchon uh, and a few others. But um, the I mean, he's not only an, a, a brilliant chef. But he's also an amazing person. The way he runs his kitchen, the way he treats his employees, the way, I mean, just everything he does is, it, you know, you know, those kind of people that, um, you don't you don't know who they are, but they walk in a room and, you, and everything just lights up. Yeah. That's yeah. who he is. Okay. You know what I mean? And he, he you know, um, he came to Johnson & Wales and spoke and, you know, and I knew of him and, and everything before that, but, but that's when I was like, okay, okay, that's, that's who I want to be like someday. You know what I mean? I like it.
0: Cool. <clears throat>
1: um,
0: we're only going to do a couple more of these because sure. we have we're at fifty two minutes now, and we're still doing good. But we're going to go to listener questions. You are going to hang out with us for those?
2: Sure, absolutely, awesome. It, Trust yeah. me. I'm, it's hope it's, I'm hope we're not taking. I'm hoping I'm not rambling or anything.
0: Oh no, no,
1: no, 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 not, no, at no.
2: not at all, not at
0: all. Because
1: I'm sure that we've got some of our lovely listeners who appreciate food and the fact that there's something new and you know some. Big things coming, especially if they're in this area. Mm-hmm. I and, think it, I think it would be hoops, especially with the holidays coming up. To where you know, do they have time to put in an order? If they, you know, this is yeah, gonna drop you, on you know. If you
0: want to wow your family at yeah. your Christmas get together, go to Bliss Cheesecakes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't,
1: yeah. Don't lie. Don't tell them that you did it, but tell them that you're smart enough to know. Where to get
2: the good stuff? I'm willing right. to
0: bet there's going to be a card that comes with it. You can be like, hey, if you want it, I'll give you the card and <laughs> yeah. y'all can order it too. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and the thing is, it's not, yes, cheesecakes are, are kind of the the forte there, but, um, which is a weird saying. Forte means loud in Italian, so I don't know why we say that, but. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you do it big. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> yeah. uh, so cheesecakes are kind of the forte there, but, you know, if it's a layer cake you want or just a traditional birthday cake or even a wedding cake, you know, things like that, um, you know, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to explore. It. If there's something custom, you know, I just got requests for a, a, a layer cake in the shape of a watermelon. You know, um, I don't do a lot of those kind of things, but <laughs> Are I Were they doing black them. or not? <laughs> they were not. They were not. Actually, I'm sorry. You no, know, my.
0: I'm sorry. Anytime I hear watermelon, my kids love. I showed them this video by a guy named Marlon Webb, mm-hmm. and he does all this stuff about watermelon. He's like, I see, or was it? i see he drowned when he went boating but i got a watermelon to keep me floating and he's on a watermelon float and he does all sorts of rhymes like that the kids love it
2: that's hilarious um Uh, i I will say if you don't mind justin of course um, yeah one of the best things they can do right now and it helps me out too is if you don't mind me talking about this is oh the the sweepstakes sweepstakes. yeah please it's it's basically a raffle is what it is um legally i can't call it a raffle but (laughs) that's really what it is um so it's a sweepstakes contest where so this we are actually going to be starting a cheesecake of the month club, and this is kind of um, our cheesecake of the month. Yeah. So so that cheesecake of the month club is where we're gonna, you know, if you join the club, basically you'll get you get shipped nation and we can ship nationwide um, a cheesecake every month. Um, you know, it's a curated cheesecake. How you know, and what we're telling people is if if the cheesecake that's coming up. It's something you don't like in it or whatever, you you know, just let us know. We can make adjustments. But so what we're doing with the sweepstakes is we are um we are what's the word I'm looking for? We're announcing this or right, right. or yeah. starting this Cheesecake of the Month Club with the with the contest. And um it's basically a raffle. It's mm-hmm. um ten dollars for ten entries, which is basically a dollar an entry. Um and then the more you put in the the more entries you get. So you know if you put in I think it's um, twenty dollars for twenty-five entries, and then it goes up from there. Now, guys, um, don't
0: forget that with these entries, like all this fundraising, because this is this is kind of fundraising for starting Petri's Dish Petrie's. with the with the video mm-hmm. cook. You know, so not only that, but you're also giving to this is a vet-owned company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. You're you know. Maybe you'll win six months worth of free cheesecake. Yeah. never. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Now is that the grand prize? It is. Well, and the and the thing is, and I really want to make this accessible to people, so and get people opportunities to win this. Um, so it's not just me asking for money. I mean, you're gonna, right. you're, gonna you're gonna win. And that's what it is. Amazing. You're gonna win a, a free yeah. six month subscription with shipping included. If you live outside of Houston, um, if you live in Houston, it's going to be hand delivered. So uh, outside of Houston, free shipping included, oh. free six six months, and they are um, artisan. Cheesecakes. You know, like the the pumpkin one that I mentioned earlier with the bacon, that is the first yeah, one I do. Okay. Um, nice. And so You put yeah, me go down. <laughs> so no
1: I had I had a serious question and I, I thought about it before we started and I was like, Oh, I gotta think about this again. Have you done anything on, say, the keto side of um Cheesecakes. Uh, so
2: I've gotten asked that a few times, and you know, and mm-hmm. I
1: say that because you know it's it's a thing. You know, especially mm-hmm. we have the pandemic. You know, everybody gained weight over the summer. And now we're all like, oh my god, I gotta eat healthy. But do you ever do anything in that realm to offer?
2: So as of yet, no, but we are going to. Um, in fact, I just start. I just got a whole bunch of a specific, quote unquote, flour. It's called cup for cup. Mm-hmm. and f- from all my chef friends and famous chefs too are are using this for keto and, and, and whatnot and, f- and gluten-free stuff. Right. Now, and is this like it's, an, it's phenomenal. Is
0: this like an almond flour or what? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's I would a think it would be of, like an
2: almond type Yeah, flour, it's, it's or it's, coconut. It, well, it's a blend of different. So the problem with these almond flours things like that is when you're baking, you have to make lots of adjustments, and they don't always work out. Mm-hmm. So this Cup for Cup is a company that is – that has come along, I think they're out of San Francisco. I could be wrong about that, but they, um... that would make sense. I could (laughs) see San
0: Fran being totally with the keto movement. So,
2: yeah, they, they, I think that's where they come from, but I could be wrong. Um, But it's supposed to, it's supposed to act just like regular flour, but it's gluten free. Oh, nice. And and so, um, and supposedly it's good for the keto as well. Um, But, you know, we're going to, we are experimenting with that and some other options as well. Okay. To, cool. So, yeah. do we offer it as of right now? No, but we will. But the cool. thing is, we don't want to, um, we don't want to jump into that hastily because we're, we pride ourselves in the, in the flavor and the quality of our cheesecakes. And we don't want to degrade that for something, for, for anything, really. Right. You know what I mean? You never <clears throat> water down your brand. Right. Same thing with like vegan. I've, I've had lots of requests for vegan cheesecakes. And so we are actually experimenting. I don't even
0: know how that would work because a lot of the vegan cheese, I've had a few of them, and they taste like feet. So I don't know how that would work. (laughs) Well,
2: there's there's one brand that I've found that tastes tastes pretty good. Um, I think it's called Miyokos. Um, And and it's a vegan cream cheese? It's a vegan cream cheese. Okay. um, And it tastes pretty good. So basically it's very expensive, though. So basically what we're trying to do is – we're trying to figure out. We're trying to break it down and figure out how we can do it ourselves. How we right. can make that cream cheese ourselves. In fact, that's. Uh, I know this is off topic, but but when we get into our retail bakery eventually, you know, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to make our own cream cheese there.
1: R and D, yeah, mm-hmm. baby. So, a okay.
2: little side note there.
0: So mm-hmm. I want to ask, what is one common myth about your profession or field that people might think that you want to debunk? anything that comes to mind about, I know we kind of covered earlier, like, why can't I just go to HUB and buy one with, but we covered that. But what's, is there anything that people say to you where you're like, okay, that's something that really grinds my gears and I want to,
2: that's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I think the only thing that comes to mind is it's kind of gross, but (laughs) the only thing that comes to mind to me is people worried about people messing with their food. Like, for instance, waiters or chefs or something like that in the back messing with their food or, you know. I, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Waiting. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> just thinking about that.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think a lot of that. I mean, that's, I think you it's a pretty natural game. fear, but it mm-hmm. also doesn't help when you have videos of people opening up bluebell containers and licking them. Right. Or, I mean, you know, and you see it even with waitstaff. You mm-hmm. see... And I hate to say waitstaff because Popeye's chicken is not waitstaff, but <laughs> that, oh, let me drop this on the flow and put it on their you know chicken sandwich. But you see stuff it like that, and right. it's it's natural to think, oh, what if you know what if they're you know yeah. And I would hope that any self-respecting restaurant wouldn't allow that to happen.
2: Well, and that's the thing. I, I mean, I was I've been in the restaurant industry for a long time, over twenty years, and and I think I saw it happen once, and that person got in a lot of trouble, like. Oh, nice. A lot of trouble.
0: So, so, in, so. A, in, a, in a decent restaurant, people are going to be held accountable for that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just don't see that. I mean, You know, I, I don't think people are that evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Even if someone... A lot of times, you know, waiting tables is hard, you know, and you get a lot of... You do get a lot of flack from customers sometimes, you know, and usually instead of, you know, spitting on their food or whatever, it's usually, hey, I can't take this table. Can someone else take over? Right. You know what I mean? It's not... Yeah.
0: Now, do you think, no. you know, since you've been in the restaurant industry, and like I said, I've been stationed around the world, and the U.S. is really the only place where waiters live off tips mm-hmm. because of the way they've got the minimum wage set up. You know, you go to Europe, mm-hmm. and if you try to tip, they look at you like you've got a dick run out of your they're forehead. Almost offended, you know, yeah. And like, oh, what, you don't think I make enough money? Mm-hmm. That's something, at least here, that I would
2: love to see change. Absolutely.
0: Now, working in the restaurant, how hard would that be now? Is that just taking a cut out of the owner's pocket, or what's the
2: so i think I think the way to to make that happen is so so I know in France and England and, and a lot of the European countries, there are service charges they're just built into the food prices they are they built into the check, and a lot of times you'll see you know a, a service charge on there or whatever, depending on where you are obviously um, and I think that's the way to go you know okay. i think because um, uh, the restaurant industry. It's not, it's not an industry where you get into to get rich. It's an industry where you get into because because of the love of it. And um, so, so if you ask people, if you poll people, I would say, and th- there's been a lot of studies done, I would say most people would prefer there to be a, um, an automatic gratuity on everything. Um, and I think, I think, yes, you would get some flack, you get some kickback for a while, but I think eventually that would, that would go away.
0: Well, and a lot of those people that would kick back are probably the ones who aren't leaving good tips anyway, yeah. so they can just stay home.
1: <laughs> <Right. You know? laughs> and well, well learn how to cook by paying for the video there you go that's right there we go five to
2: 10 bucks a you know five to 20 bucks a class we can do it um you know and i think that uh i think that doing that would alleviate a lot of issues and it's just like any other other industry right you know that tip to a sure prompt service or whatever you know if people if the servers or the bartenders aren't cutting and if they're not doing a good job well then they get reprimanded or fired that's just like any exactly other yeah. industry you know what i mean so it's yeah, I, I think I think that's the way to do it. The other thing is, too, I mean, the the minimum wage laws in most states in the country haven't changed since the 70s for, for, for tipped employees. Right, and in that's Texas, something it's $2. that needs $2. to change. And yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, we, we kind of talked about earlier, Texas has blue laws. Like we were talking about earlier, if I want to stop by and get a tall boy on my way home from work at 4 a.m., I should be able to. Same thing with minimum wage for tipped employees. Mm-hmm. It should change. Like, we're in 2020. Mm -hmm. Granted, 2020 has been a shit year. I think we'd all agree with that. But let's change things. This is in the 60s, not the 70s anymore. (gasps) Let's get with the times. Right Now, I'm not one that thinks McDonald's should make 15 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. But I also think that you should be able to, like, if you're a, a, what is it, server, waitress, waiter, I don't know. You should be able to do okay without relying on. Hopefully, their good tips tonight. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, that's something we can change, uh, guys. Like we've said before, with some of the ideas we've had, Dan Crenshaw, hit him up. Yep. Write your congressman. Will anything Brisco happen Kane from it? Also, yeah. Also, Briscoe Kane.
2: Great
1: guy.
0: No relation to me.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> that guy just every time I see his name or hear his name, I'm just I just think of a western movie.
0: Uh, well, the briscoe, uh, what Brisco was it? Kane. The um, adventures of briscoe county or whatever with Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe
1: that's what I'm thinking. Of yeah. like. Oh, my god, you're going way back.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was my jam back in the day, though. That was a great show. But no, write your congressman, uh, whether whoever it may be. I mean, the only way we can change is through our own Small, perseverance,
1: yeah, right? Through the smaller ends of government right. where where things that matter on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. actually get done right. so
0: last question for you before we move into listener questions if you could step into my shoes what would you have asked yourself that i didn't
2: if i could step into your shoes first of all i'd probably be a lot taller which would be great <laughs> um, <laughs> um I just want to
0: make sure there isn't anything I oh, missed that we haven't, you know. Yeah,
2: no. I think I think um, the the I think you've asked a lot of great questions and we've covered a lot of ground today. And I want to encourage the listeners to um, contact me as well if they have any questions, either oh, yeah. through Facebook or through my direct email or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think um, we have talked about the sweepstakes, but I don't think we get we gave any information on how to how to enter. The oh yeah. So yes.
0: I thought, and Gavin, maybe you could pull it up. I thought I shared it on the barbarically candid Facebook page. I, I thought I shared have. the link, but, um, but guys, if not, Micah is going to give you the, um, the website address.
2: Yes. Um, so the website address is uh, Petrie's dish and Petrie is spelled P E T R Y. So that's Petrie's dish dot rallyup.com slash cheesecake. Petrie's dish dot Slash cheesecake. Um, it's also on the Facebook page. And will be up on the um, on the actual Petrie's Dish.com yes, cheesecake yeah. as well.
1: You did post on. on
0: now, on do you have page. anything as far as, let's say that we have just some generous human beings that want to donate. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like, you know what? Cheesecake ain't my jam. Is sure. there any sort of GoFundMe cash app? Any of that kind of stuff, where they can just donate to the cause.
2: Well, if they go to that website, um, again, that's uh, Petri's Dish. Com/cheesecake. There's actually a, a, an option to just donate without oh, okay. joining the sweepstakes or cool, the raffle, cool. um, and they can donate as much as they want. And the thing about no, the, but the, yeah, but there's no cap. There's no, no cap. Yeah. The thing about the the, the raffle too is, um, you know, it has the tiers of, you know, you, you put in so much money, you get so many tickets or whatever. Right. But you can also do extra, and you get a lot of extra tickets for that. And then also, if you share through the through the rally up page, you get, you get extra. extra entries. You can uh, get a lot of extra entries. Oh, nice!
0: So, guys, I mean, you get fifty bucks, and we're looking at what?
2: Well, fifty. I, mean, I think fifty dollars. You get seventy five tickets. Plus, you could get up to fifteen extra for sharing. Um, and then if you like, I think if you put in an extra five dollars, you get twelve tickets.
0: So we're looking at so, almost a hundred tickets.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. folks.
0: And and. Y'all need to, so we haven't really gone over, and I hope you don't mind if I mention prices on here. Not at all. Guys, some of these cheesecakes, they're 45 I saw a couple $60 ones. Mm-hmm. These are gourmet premium cheesecakes. These are top dollar. And so let's say you spend 50 bucks, but you win six months of between 45 to $60 cheesecakes. My
1: God, that's an investment. You've
0: made your money back in one month. Right. I mean, oh, really, easily. that's, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I'm a little conservative here. It's a $300 value before tax, before shipping. And so and obviously there's no tax because it's going to be free. Right. And then we're also offering free shipping on these, too. So you're yeah. saving quite a bit. And if I may just kind of give an example of one of the cheesecakes that we're going to do. Oh, I, please. I'm not going to go through all of them. Go for, it, for it. Go for it. But um, I've already told you about the pumpkin one that we're going to do in November. and December, we're going to do a cheesecake called Christmas in London. And it's going to be a sticky toffee pudding crust. Oh, I'm already Um, there. (laughs) Vanilla bean cheesecake with pockets of caramel toffee sauce. Uh, And then it's going to be topped with toasted, homemade toasted eggnog marshmallows. And if you've never had homemade marshmallows, they are phenomenal. They're so much better. So one of my favorite candy bars. Homemade English toffee on top.
0: One of my favorite candy bars is a Heath bar.
2: Yep. So that sound, I'm like, oh, man. Yes. This is going to be, this is a new creation. This is, no one has ever had this yet. Oh. Um, Except for me, Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, And it is absolutely delicious, so I'm really excited about that. It sounds very ambitious. I like it. Yeah, it's going to be great. I love sticky toffee pudding. I've
0: seen seen the homemade marshmallows. I've never made one, but every time I see one, I'm like, I just want
2: to eat it. Yeah, they're, they're they're so good, so good. I've made I've made homemade marshmallows in root beer flavor and horchata flavor. Oh, horchata! Mm-hmm, and all Ooh. kinds, of, uh, all kinds of diabetes. stuff.
1: Diabetes. <laughs>
2: Hi. Um, and also, real quick, well, one more thing about the sweepstakes is we are asking for um, sponsors too. Sponsors oh, for the sweepstakes, sponsors for the YouTube channel and stuff like that as well. So okay. we have a pretty cool sponsor program too. So you can contact me about that if you're and interested. And I'm
0: guessing with sponsorships, they would get like either shout outs during the cooking lessons or some kind of advertisement. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Okay. Logo placement on the website. Shout outs. It depends on they're tiered, So it depends on how right. much money yeah. they, they sponsor. Gotcha. But gotcha. Um, yeah. So we're, we're looking for that as well.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, Sorry. To, is there no, 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 you are totally good, man. This has been you, amazing. So um, is Ooh, there yeah. anything that you want to get into before we get to listener questions?
2: Um, I don't think so. I think, I mean, we've, like I said, we've covered a lot of ground, so
0: awesome. Okay,
2: well, guys, I'll follow your lead here.
0: uh, Keep listening because here we go to the land of listener questions. And we're back. (laughs) All right, guys, uh, listener questions, you know them, you love them. We're going to get through all the ones we can. We've got quite a few. Y'all have been, that's good. They've been knocking it out of the park. Sometimes we kind of have to hustle and be like, hey, what you got for me, but they have really been doing good this. Send
1: me some questions, you
0: know. That's right. Um, the first one is, when does self-care become detrimental? Anything to an extreme can actually be harmful.
1: So. It seems like they're leaning into narcissism.
0: Are we talking about self-care or are we talking about decadence? Because that's two entirely different things. Self care yeah, is those whatever. Cheesecakes.
2: Well, <laughs> whenever we never no cheesecake,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, self care to me is what I need to do to function on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes a little extra. Maybe it's a hot bath with some salt. Maybe it's I need to go out and I don't. I kind of meditate, but it's more me sitting quietly listening to some Norse folk music or something. Um, I don't know, Gavin. What?
1: I think uh, if you're, let's say that glass of wine becomes a bottle a day, yeah. At that point, that's 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 a, that's when self care has become a, has become a problem. I could see that. You know, I get it. Too much of anything is a bad thing, but there's no thing as too much cheesecake. Just saying. <laughs> so uh,
0: maybe in one sitting. Okay, doctor,
2: in my, one my sitting, I would, yeah. would, would disagree. <laughs> Your doctor kissed my ass. So Micah. <laughs> Um, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I think uh, I think there's self care and there's excess. You know what I mean. Um, the first thing that came to mind when you said that was uh, uh what was that famous girl's name that got all that plastic surgery? Um, Spencer and Heidi. Spencer, Heidi oh, Heidi. I know Heidi who Pratt, you're talking about. Maybe? Heidi Pratt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that girl was actually very pretty before she did any of that, and then now you look at her, and she looks like a f- she looks fake. She looks plastic plastic yeah and, and to me that's not, not self-care no. that's that's excess I would that's agree a with mental, that that's but, a but a I, I think issue. a lot
0: of that also and we've talked a lot on this show about mental health mm-hmm. and that to me is her reaching out and trying to perfect something that's broken on the inside-
2: mm-hmm. I agree
0: and she's never going to do that through plastic surgery mm-hmm.
1: yeah that requires
0: and we've ta- help. we've talked a lot to our listeners about if if you're in that kind of situation before you go into the knife go talk to somebody. And it doesn't have to be a doctor. Go talk to your best friend. Go have a cigar down at the smoke ring on Highway 3 or yeah, where, go, wherever, go you know. Go sit at a
1: bar and strike up random conversation. You'd mm-hmm. be surprised. You can have a good time. Hell, write
0: us and come on the show.
2: Absolutely. We'll talk Absolutely. to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, You know, and I, I genuinely, and I'm not just saying this to get, you know, customers, I genuinely love people. And I've been through, I'm not going to get into it, but I've been through a lot in my life, and I've been through a lot of depression and things like that, and thank, thank God I'm not there anymore, but, um, you know, if anybody's listening, you know, I know, I, whether I know you or not, if you have any issues, uh, uh, self, you know, wh- whatever they may be, right. reach out to me, you know, I I, I can be your friend on that, you know, I can be yeah. a, a, an ear to listen. For sure, Ooh, for sure. Cool.
0: And we've talked about some of that on here, and, you know, whether you reach out to Micah or you reach out to us at... I haven't had anybody reach out yet at barbaricallycandid at gmail but um, I mean I think, we're here, you know. Yeah. I mean it's it's and some of these listener questions may be them reaching out because I know not everybody yeah. wants to have that one on one dialogue. Sure. Sometimes they want to let me shoot this question out in the universe, and maybe they'll answer it on their show, and I can have some kind
1: of closure. Sure, and, sure, absolutely. You know, one of the sources of a lot of our questions, uh, I'd say, there's two or three people that we we get i have well, the questions from.
0: So this week it was a new one. Ooh. Well, kind of new. I think she, I don't want to say names cause I don't know right. if I'm allowed to name right. her. She may have sent one or two last week and then she sent like four or five this right. week. Right.
1: And that may be the same person that I'm thinking about that. That tends to send us quite a few. And now, now
0: real quick, Micah, uh, just so you know, we try to keep things anonymous unless they say sure. it's okay to say their names just right. cause we're not putting anybody's business out there. But, um, She had four or five. And and I think some of them were some of the questions we get. We don't have a lot of context. Mm -hmm. So we do what we can with them. And we're like, Hey, here's what we think. Yeah. But unless you write us and tell us more, we're not going to know. Right. So, um, let's get into the next one real quick before we go too far into the, um, same listener. Mm -hmm. It says a friend and I recently were talking and I am a single mother. My son has grown now, but his father did very little in the beginning and after a few years did nothing. So what do you think of this statement? I don't think single parenthood should be shamed, but I don't think it should be celebrated either. I think having two loving parents is best for children. I'm thankful my mom and dad basically helped me raise my son. I couldn't be the male role model, so my dad took that on and has an awesome bond with my son Now, listener, I would say, first off, your dad is a fucking rock star. Yeah. Any grandfather that has the energy to do that. Hell, I'm 40. I'm 40. I got a six, seven, and eight-year-old, and I am constantly tired. (laughs) So if your dad was able to do that, then your dad is the fucking man. Now, we've talked in this show before about how single parenthood can affect children where Absolutely. it affects the prison rates, where it affects, we've talked about the welfare system and how it mm-hmm. affects that and how we've gone from a 23% single parent household to a 72% single parent household. And a lot of the statistics are just just staggering. Now, I would say, and I know, I know what she's talking about because back in the day, let's say 60s, 70s, you were kind of shunned, and we're going to send you away for ten months, and you're going to have this kid, and it's going to disappear and go somewhere, yep. or we're going to pretend we had a kid, and then you're going to come back and finish school or whatever it may be.
2: They you knew
0: we don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that now,
2: but handmaid's tale.
0: <laughs> I would agree. I would agree that single motherhood. I don't think it should be like I don't. I don't want to say it shouldn't be celebrated because the single mothers that are out there kicking ass should absolutely be celebrated as well as the
1: single dads. But But I also
0: think that the deadbeats, whether they be moms or dads, they should be shamed because this is the real issue. Single parenthood is not the issue. Now it's a struggle and it's an issue that you dealt with. And I don't know your kids, but I'm guessing you did well. I'm hoping you did well. Yeah. Yeah. And you had the help of your parents, which is awesome. I'm sorry the dad wasn't there. He should have been the one that was shamed. And if you caught any of that, then I'm not going to say I apologize to you because I didn't do this. Right.
1: But we hope that you were able to shrug that unneeded stress or. Uh, I guess you'd say ridicule
2: off your shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I think every situation is different, you know. Right, and um, and without knowing too much about her situation, you know, I, I, she, you know, sounds like she's a survivor. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. and, and and that is definitely commendable. You know, now it's I, I don't think, I don't think you know, commending single parenthood in the in the sense of. Hey, it's okay to be single parent, blah blah blah, or whatever. Like, it's a good thing because I think you're right. You know, uh, especially being a teacher and seeing seeing, you know, kids from you know divorced families and kids from non divorced well, families and single parents. It, having both parents there does help. It, it you know, but only if it's a good it's a good home environment. Well, yeah,
0: you shouldn't. So you shouldn't stay together for the kids, <clears throat> right? If you don't work, you can still co parent. But, Michael, let me ask you this because you have been in the school system for so long. Mm-hmm. Not that we should shame them. In my opinion, in school, sex ed is a joke. They teach abstinence, Mm -hmm. and we've got a ton of teen pregnancy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Not that that should be celebrated, but maybe we talk to these kids about sex like we should instead of don't do it or God will be mad. Because well, that's kind of the approach. At least when we were in school, it was like, "Oh, just just don't do it." And no, you won't, I heard you it's know. a
2: whole lot different now. You know,
0: it's, and it may be. I don't oh know. God. I
2: haven't. I haven't been to a sex ed class since I. I had my. I was in mine in seventh right. grade or whatever. Whatever grade it was, eighth grade, whatever. Um, so I don't really know how they're teaching it now. Um, you know, but I, I agree. I think. I, I think that the the worst thing about it, and we're one of the only countries that do this, you know, is. Is shunning sex and saying it's it's a it's a bad thing because it's not it's a natural thing that's don't on that's this earth to to procreate. <laughs> you know,
0: I, I think a lot of that is the puritanical origins mm-hmm. of this country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even however many hundred years later, are still there.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's well. It's so for some people, it's hard to change. For some people, it's hard to see what reality really is. You know, and I think we find that. And I don't want to get into politics, politics, but um, but I think we find that in in that as well, and other things. I mean, and
0: if we, you want to, we do do that on this show. So it's yeah, not. Yeah.
2: Well, I will say, and this is I was debating whether I wanted to hit on this or not, but um, um, I think this is a great conversation and a great example of uh, t- today. This conversation today, of a great example of. People from different different views um, being able to uh, discuss things and be friends and be polite. Um, so I don't. I've already kind of noticed that I don't have the same political views that you guys do. Oh, and, I could tell that from <laughs> a mile away, and that's and, fine. And that's totally okay. Yeah, you know, that's uh, what fine. makes our country great. And I, and I and and I think it's. I, I just want to <clears> say, you know, thanks for having me on the show, and and um and I I love that we can we can you know look past that. Hey. That my political views don't don't make me me. You know what I mean? Exactly, or vice versa, or whatever. I I guess I don't know if I'm saying that right.
0: No, we've talked about that on the show before. So Gavin is very much more right wing than I am. mm -hmm. I'm more middle of the road. I'm guessing you're probably more left wing.
2: I I would say yeah. I I mean people uh, people that know me from Facebook and stuff would probably say I'm way left, but I'm really not. Yeah. Um, it's just our current climate. I'm and it
0: all kind of (laughs) depends. like all, for me, it really depends on the subject. Sure, I can go left, I can go right. It really depends on what we're talking about. But like I told you before, like personality-wise, I don't like Trump.
2: Mm-hmm. I think you have told me that before.
0: But actually. with everything I see with Biden, I don't, I don't dislike Trump enough to vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. Just with his track record. But that's just that's just me, right? But the great that's thing your is that you're right. That's your right. But that's the great thing. Like we can sit here, mm-hmm. and we've been—I've counted you as a friend for twenty plus years, a long time. <laughs> and but so we can do that. We can sit here and we have a discussion. There's no raised voices. Yeah. We're not arguing. We're not fighting. We can do this, people. This is exactly what we're talking about. Sit down, talk to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get off listener questions for just a second because I want to tell <laughs> so we you. Kind of
2: took, a, <laughs> t- took a detour there. I'm sorry. I want to tell you. My, they do that a lot here.
0: <laughs> my uncle. My Uncle Jim, he said one of the great downfalls of North America was the invention of air conditioning. And I know how that sounds because we're all big guys, so we're like, hold up, I like, I like my I, AC. Don't even, I don't
2: even want to hear the rest of the story.
0: <laughs> but, but let me explain why. Back in the day, all they had was attic fans. They sucked all the hot air out and drew cool air in through the windows. Mm-hmm. So what did you do during the day? You hung out on your front porch. You talk to your neighbors. Mm. You got to know everybody. It's very this, man, this man was diagnosed. I forgot what it was that finally got him, but he built a gazebo in his front yard as, as a meeting place for his neighbors to come a and barbecue idea. and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And he was like, AC destroyed us as communities because we don't go outside and talk. Mm-hmm. Like when you really think about it, how often do you go out in your front yard? I know you go out in the garage and work out, Gavin, but... How often do you go out and just talk to people?
2: Never. Exactly. Not, not often enough. Yeah. And I mean, I'll talk to anybody, like, but I don't do right, not yeah. do it in that sense. You know what I mean? I don't think exactly. most yeah. people do. You know.
0: But we used to be much tighter-knit as communities. Mm-hmm. Like, you I, knew I, who I your neighbors were. And when he first told me that, I was like, Jim, you're crazy. But That's crazy shit I've ever heard. But then thought heard. about it. But then he explained it, and I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm all for, like, this – Dude, this to me like tonight. I'm glad you came, man, because tonight mm-hmm. this is what me too. we started this podcast, and we were like, we're going to start doing current events. Uh-huh. But eventually, this is what I want it to be:
1: mm-hmm.
0: people who from different walks of life with different views and all that coming to a table and talking mm-hmm. and getting together and sharing ideas. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's awesome that. You know, a small business owner can come in here and we can, hey, let's get this idea out there and promote you and all that.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: But anytime you want to come back and just shoot the shit, you know where we're at.
2: Yeah, man, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. And same to you once I get Break my podcast cheesecake. going, which I'll bring cheesecake. Well, you know, that's not a bad idea. You know, you know, well, let's let's plan to do another one soon and, and I'll bring a cheesecake. We'll do a that tasting. Way, that uh-huh. way you can, yeah, you can not I, only taste I, but- I, I'm buying that
1: pumpkin one. <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
0: as soon as I heard bacon, and what was the whiskey that you use?
2: It's Bur- uh, Woodford. Yeah, Woodford, uh, Woodford Reserve. Reserve. I'm oh. sold, son. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't use just like McCormicks or you know, exactly. just to be cheap. I use good stuff. You know, we're and not
0: get we're not getting that Jim Beam 1.75 liter. We're getting that good shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It, it makes a difference. It makes a difference in the flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's yeah. why. Yes, yes. Um, Papa's Steakhouse is way more expensive than than um, than Outback Roadhouse or, or Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. But, man, you can't – they're not even comparable. Like oh, The, the I steaks agree. at Papa Steakhouse are just they're hand good. Kicked. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, and there's a lot of reasons why we won't get into it. But, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so let's get back – okay, back to listener – I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Um, a lot of construction
2: on these roads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's our bad. Um, back to listener questions number three. Do you believe in numerology or astrology? I don't. That's not me. That's the person writing the question. Do you lose respect for someone if they do? I do at least a little, especially if they are a potential romantic interest.
1: <laughs> so I, I find want more, it interesting. but I want, I want more don't, context with this, though. I think I get it. So have you guys ever dated a woman who was, oh, you know, I'm a Pisces. What are you? And you tell him, and, and she's like, well, when is not going to work out? Right. That completely based I mean, off of that, like I've never
0: done that, but I've had, Oh, well I'm a Virgo, so I can't help myself. No, that's just an excuse. for Yeah. Shitty yeah. Behavior. Karen,
1: you're just a bitch, but <laughs> so I get it. There are people who really find this to be so important. And but I, honestly, also it's almost like religion. You know, it's 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 the same thought process as, oh well, if someone says, "Well, I'm uh, Methodist," and and this guy is Baptist, uh, it's just not going to work just because of that. It's like, why would you yeah. limit yourself based also, off of some system?
0: Like, I also don't think that. Man, I, oh, opening the religious conversation <laughs> is a big bag.
2: Yeah, I've got lots of thoughts on that. So, so maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean. If it's a, I don't know if she's like a tried and true Christian and she thinks this is all. I don't know who sent all, this
2: one.
1: Oh, okay. No, she's not.
0: Okay. If that was the case, I'd be like, look at your Bible because there's numerology all over the place. If list. this is who
1: I think it is, she's Christian, but she's not a Bible thumper. By you know, she's not, nothing like that.
0: My thing is, so, okay. Just hypothetically let's say that they didn't believe in that because of their faith. All right. How can we not say that every faith in the world and I've done a lot of research people. I'm not I was brought up Irish Catholic and then Southern Baptist, you know, I I've done my research. I've looked into other religions. I've researched. How can we not say that that's not the same God? presenting himself to different cultures
1: in different ways, in a
0: way that they could understand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Not only that, if you look at the Ethiopian church and they have the book of Enoch, which we've talked about a little on Mm -hmm. here, that almost explains all of your Norse gods, Greek gods, Roman gods as, um, Oh God, the angels that came (laughs) down, (laughs) the angels that came down, basically they would have seemed like all powerful beings. Mm -hmm. But really, so, I mean, depending on which way you want to go, I don't think anybody's stupid for believing in anything. I think as people, we need something to believe in. Mm-hmm. If that's what makes them happy, then.
2: Yeah, then by all means. Here's my thing. It is, pardon me if i interrupting you. Oh, yeah. um, no, you're good. You know, I think the downfall in all of this is judgment. You know, I believe in this. You believe in that. That's fine. That's our rights as human beings. Who's, who's right? Who's wrong? Who's to say? But it's the point to where your beliefs are it cause you to not necessarily calls you, cause you because I don't think the beliefs do. I think it's you that calls you to judge people right you know for for what for being different than you. Right. I think that's the issue, and I think that's that's no matter the, no matter what country you're in, no matter what culture what religion you're talking about it's it happens all over the world and I think it's a human human trait, but it's a bad human trait, you know what exactly I mean? it's, you know? A, it's
0: that whole separatist by you're different than me, so mm-hmm. you know
1: right. Mm, good points, good points, guys.
0: So I don't think you should look down on anyone for that. I'm actually, me and Gavin have talked, there's a place off of Spencer called Raven's Moon, mm-hmm. and it's a metaphysical shop, which I really want to go in there and talk to the owner and be like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Just mm-hmm. to, sure. Yeah, I, think, hey, it'd, you I know. think it'd be
1: pretty interesting. But then maybe, you want some cheesecake.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but then maybe we can find out, hey, what's what's the deal with all this stuff?
1: Like, you know? has anyone ever read your hand or... Done the, te- the the tarot cards, or you, you know, tried to explain how you in theory function based off of your astrology. I've had
0: so I've had runes read for me before. Mm-hmm. I've never had tarot or psychic or palm reading. None of that. I've had runes done, but that was it.
1: Hmm. I've but, had my but they were
0: they were eerily before. accurate at the time.
1: Interesting, isn't it? Yeah,
2: I've had my palm read, but it was because uh, I wrote stuff on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wait>. Boom. <laughs> so <laughs> that probably um, the other the.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a fascinating system. I just don't think that, like, because I'm I'm a Leo. In case people didn't know. And I've, some people have told me either I'm the perfect example of a Leo or a terrible one. So I'm like, well, you know, how how does that work? You know, it's it's like you're good. I, I don't like to be defined by some specific bracket. So I think that person is selling the experience short. I get it. If you disagree, you, then you disagree. And maybe they won't. It, it may not work. But you should be able to look past that and give me now. If they're at like a certain level and you're just like, oh my God, this is annoying as shit, fine. But if it's just something, hey, you know, I tend to pay attention to this stuff. You know, I read the, my horoscope every day. Okay, so what? If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Let people be people and just try and meet
2: somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, judgmental thoughts and, and just are running rampant more than ever now, you know, I, in the dating scene, especially, you know, um, mm. especially, and I think it's worse. With the invention of Tinder and things like that, because um, all you can do is just swipe. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a discussion. You know, I'm on a singles group on Facebook. Facebook. Just and really, it's more for entertainment than anything. But um, you know, someone posted a thing today. You know, if um, what, what was it exactly? Like if uh, if they're a single parent, does that turn you off or something like that? It was it going go along with the question you asked earlier, right? And a lot of people were like, "Well, if they're in their 40s and a single parent, then yeah." Or no, 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 it, no. What it was 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 um if they're middle aged and never been married do you give them a chance and, and there and a lot of people are like no why what does that have to do with them being as, as a person it, like i'm middle aged and, and i don't have i don't have kids or i've never been married but i've also toured the country i've lived in seven different states you know i've i've done a lot i've done a lot for my age i think that's it's, one it's where you have choice. to take it you know what you, I mean? like, case by case because yeah. i
1: i can see where some people may be intimidated, like what you mean? You've never had like a long term. Now relationship? I could
0: see. Yeah. I could see if the guy, let's say hypothetically, if you had been in Pasadena, Texas, mm-hmm. for the past forty years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: never been married, maybe there would be some questions.
2: You're like, why? But but that's the thing. They're they're saying, do you get to know the person to find out why, or do you just submit some? No, you automatically. should get to and know most, the person. And most people were like, because no, I just I don't even
1: bother. They may right. be so career obsessed that that's what they focused on and they didn't want yeah and they, they, they have didn't have been, time. They could have right.
0: been building a cheesecake bit empire <laughs> yeah
2: well know? and my yeah. point is I think just I think that's one of the downfalls of our society right now is that we are just too judgmental against each other. We don't have open minds. We don't have open ears and open hearts. We, we don't listen to people. We make up our mind before knowing anything about the person or whatever. And, I, you know, I'm sure I'm guilty of it, too, you know, but I try not to. I be, think you know, we
0: all have personal biases to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we will throw this out there. Micah, you are a single man.
2: What's up, girls? And it just ladies, happens.
1: Ladies, listeners, the <laughs> Cheesecake
0: King Imagine is single.
1: What he could do <laughs> to you. With those skilled fingers, if he can, yeah. if he can, <laughs>
0: if he can whip that I'm cheesecake sorry, like that, <laughs> if he can whip whip that cheesecake like that, just imagine. You
1: can whip that ass. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> do know,
0: Mrs. Petrie, if you're listening, we apologize.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Turner. Oh, oh Mrs. Turner, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, it's it's Mrs. Okay. Turner, you ever get bored? Uh-huh. I it's been I haven't done it because of the pandemic. It's been you know ridiculous, but. From time to time, I would throw somebody who's single on my Facebook page. Oh, he in does, hopes to assist. He does an auction block. Making.
0: He's actually yeah. had some success. Yeah, really. Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just better. saying. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know a lot of girls.
0: If you ever get to that point, yeah, I can help you. Out. know who to. You know who to contact. The love doctor. That's yeah, the right. <laughs> <I> love doctor. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna save the rest of our listener questions because we're at about an hour and a half, a little over. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. I want to thank first of all, Micah. Thank for you coming in. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. And anytime you need two buffoons who don't know <laughs> how to cook, well, you can kind of cook. If you don't, you need somebody who doesn't know how to cook. You can call me anytime.
2: Taste um, tester. Maybe you know. I have an idea. Why, why don't I have you guys over one time, and we'll do kind of a a live vidcast or something, and we'll cook something. I'm uh, down. Yeah, yeah, it will yeah. be fun. Yeah.
0: I'm so down. Now, are we going to do the ghost thing where like? I'm not at the pottery wheel, but I'm at the pan, and like somebody comes up behind. And, you know. That's a different video. That's a different video. That's only for the Patreon. You gotta, you gotta pay extra for that's that. My only fans. <laughs> no, but um, guys, thank you for joining us. Micah, thank you for joining us. Thank Once you. again, tell them where they can find you online
2: uh, uh, blisscheesecakes.com, um, com, and of course at Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash blisscheesecakes or facebook.com slash Dish.
0: Guys, this is barbarically candid. And as always, be good to each other.
2: And good night.